0: so much that you allow us to do that. Thank you so much that you saved us. You saved us out of our sin. You washed us clean. We are so, so thankful for that. Thank you so much that you're involved in our lives as Emmanuel. You're with us. We just want to hear your word. We've heard your word and we've sung it. We've danced to it. We just want to bring honor to you. Do today. Okay, all right. Well, it is kind of hard to do the motions and read the screen too. You know, we're we're, we're, we're having a hard time with that. So there we go. That's it. You got you got an invite. That's great. Oh, all right. So much appreciated. Just really pray for us. Um, just as we get started this morning. So last week in Be the Church, man, it was an incredible day of outreach. Thank you so much again to all of you who participated, uh, nearly 100 people to be to part of that. So yeah, yeah, just go ahead, give it up. That's good. So that was last week. That was a day of outreach. This week we have a week of outreach, all right? And again, thank you to everybody, 155 kids registered already, uh, 70 workers who are gonna be here throughout the week. That is so good. Thank you so much. So all of you are going to be involved this week. Why don't you stand? Look at that. All right. Woo! All right. Now, when you come tomorrow, you can be seeing When you come tomorrow, make sure you get your shirt on. Okay? You're going to need your shirt to get in. All right? And um, so just as a reminder, um, if you're bringing kids, when they check out, you have to have an ID license or ID card with you. We require that from everybody. So just uh, make it easy on the security team and everybody else that you just have that. And um, cause we'll, we'll send you back to your car. It's so important to have that. We really want to take care of our kids. Valuable, valuable time for them to do that. So thank you so much for that. And looking forward to it. Thanks to Stephanie, Stephanie Scott. Give her a hand. She is an amazing <laughs> director. Wow. She just works so hard. She's worked, even last night, we got a, an, an email from her just reminding us of important things to take care of as we get ready. And she just does such a good job, and everybody else too. But she just leads us, and it's just is phenomenal what she does. Hey, so uh, anybody read their open windows this morning? Here's how it starts. The title is called Game Day. Huh. The Lord planned that years ago, that the day we would be doing, talking about twists and turns and games, this day. When it comes to sports, athletes look forward to game day. This is the big moment for which they prepared and sacrificed some for most of their lives. Okay, Lord, I get it. (laughs) I get it. You're with us You're with us the person that put this together Probably six months ago Kevin Cave from North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina God gave that to him And it fits us perfectly for today Isn't that amazing? Game day I was thinking about that Other things that use we think about game People go, game on, man Game on You got game? Yeah, you got game? You better have it this week, huh? We talk about the game of life, but what yeah, God has for us in that. So our theme is obviously twists and turns, and uh, you are working on it there. Yeah, you're pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, oh, don't get hurt. Uh, uh. I'll tell you, not as young as Nicole over there. I'll tell you what. So, uh, so we've, we're highlighting some of the games that we've grown up with, Candyland, and we have games, you know, like chess and checkers, a Monopoly, things like that, the twists and turns um, that we have in these games. Um, following Jesus changes the game. That's our motto for this deal. So, um, following Jesus changes the game. I'm trying to make it fun for the kids when I get to do that tomorrow morning. So, uh, if you have a good way to put that, following Jesus changes the game. Think that's pretty good? Well, if you don't, then you can make up one, okay? It's... All right, so help me out. Following Jesus changes the game. Get emphasis on Jesus and game. Okay, here we go. Here we go. One, two, three. Following Jesus changes the game. No calls up. pretty good? Doing all right? Yeah? Another time? Okay, here we go. Following Jesus changes the game. And then we sang this in the song like four times. If you got that? From Psalm 25, 3. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Who typed these things up? I don't know. It is 25-4. Thank you very much for that. Help me out. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your path. of fact, I think they had that memory verse about four or five uh, VBSs ago. It's the fourth time? In the song, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and it is... <laughs> Twenty-five four, just in case. All right, all right. Okay, so just say it again. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. It's a great verse. It's a great verse. Put it deep into your heart. Even if you can't sing it with us, you can memorize it. Right? Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Psalm what? Yeah, get it in there, right? Okay. So this week, Peter's the main character that we're going to follow and that we're going to study and that we're going to look at We go through. And I'm here to remind you that Peter had a number of twists and turns in his life. If I don't use that phrase 20 times in my sermon, then I've messed up, okay? Because I've gotten in here a lot. I had a lot of fun with this sermon. But he had a lot of twists and turns in his life. You ever had any twists and turns in your life? Raise right, both hands, okay? <laughs> of course, you've had lots of twists and turns in your life. Have you ever ridden a roller coaster? How many of you have ever ridden a roller coaster? you have any twists and turns? Uh-huh. See, but the, the, fortunately for that, those twists and turns only last for about four minutes. But we know this about the twists and turns in life. Oftentimes, they last way longer than that. Sometimes they can last for years, the twists and turns. That come into our life. So as we start out on Monday, our theme, where we're going, is this Jesus is holy, and that changes everything. Let me get there now. How many of you how many of you ever had a career change? Wow, look at that. Okay? Now I'm not talking about when you went to college and you changed your major, okay? Because most of us changed our major at least once. Some of you changed your major three or four times in college. Okay, I'm not talking about that kind of career change. I'm talking about that career change that happened for you as as you were headed this way, and then there was a twist or turn, and you headed another direction. So when I went to seminary, I um, was in Nymerillo. God moved on me to go to seminary. Came back to Denver, where I'd grown up, to go to seminary here. I had family here. At least I had a brother here. And uh, made it easy to, to go to seminary. I was 31 years of age when I went. I've been ministering for about eight or nine years, serving the Lord that way, and uh, God made this move for me. Now, when I got to seminary, I thought I was gonna be an old guy, because it was after I graduated in Bible college, a number of my friends went on to seminary. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm just gonna be an old guy. So we get in the first session, one of the first sessions in the introduction to seminary, and the dean, I think, is speaking, and the dean says to me, you wanna know what the average age of the seminary student is? Yeah, you don't want to know. Okay, all right. right. will tell you that. At Denver Seminary, the average age of the seminary student was, surprise, 31 years old. <laughs> but I wasn't a young guy and I wasn't an old guy going to seminary. and all these other people around me. But what was interesting, he said, is that about 50% of the students at Denver Seminary at that time were making a career change. They had been lawyers. They had been teachers. They had worked out in the the field of jobs, and God unexpectedly spoke to them, and they had to make a twist or turn. You might want to count, just in case. They had to make a twist or turn because God had spoken to them about now he wanted them to look and see if maybe they're going to be in vocational ministry as a pastor, as a missionary, as a counselor. Interestingly, I'm looking over Jeff over Jeff was at seminary the same time I was. We didn't know each other then at Denver Seminary, but we were there at the same, the same time. Now, he didn't go to be a pastor or missionary, but he got trained to be able to do it. So he ended end up making a career change, and it wasn't a career change for me, but 50% of students that were going to seminary, it's probably true today, are making a career change. They were doing, working out there in the, the workforce, God speaks to him. Bill Carson, there's one. He made a career change. God spoke to him. He made a career change. Went on to seminary and became a pastor. It's so It's so profound what God does in the lives of people. And you know what? Peter had one of those career changes. Peter had one of those career changes. We, we find it in Luke chapter 5, and, and I'll, I'll try to read what I can of them. Some of them are kind of long passages, but, but Luke chapter 5, we, we see this career change. It says this, Jesus on one occasion while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, or the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, or Peter's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And they sat down and talked to people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered Peter, Master, we told all night. It took nothing. Better your word, I'll let down the nets. And when they had done this, surprise, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For, all, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also James and John, sons of Zebedee, were partners of Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will be catching men or be a fisher of men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed Here's Peter, the fisherman. Andrew, James, and John are all fishermen. And I imagine about Peter, I imagine this about him. He's kind of a get-or-done type guy. We see that in him. And I imagine he was probably pretty good at fishing. In fact, he even owned his own boat. He had his own business. So I think he's pretty good at it. And this guy named Jesus walks up. He's going to have a twist and turn in his life. And they call him from being a fisher of the fish, but to a fisher of men. And he calls them, and he says, I want you to come follow me. Now, now you have to understand this, that in that day, there were lots of rabbis going around, lots of teachers going around trying to get people to follow them in their philosophy. They probably knew about Jesus. This wasn't, I don't think, just a one-time deal that Jesus shows up, and all of a sudden they follow him. No, they they had heard word about him. And he calls him master this passage so so i think the sense is you know they've heard about what he's been teaching they understand some things there but jesus comes and says you're going to have a career change you're going to be a fisher of men you're going to be part of my team we're going to work together and it says they left their boats and turn in his life. And he says, when he sees the miraculous catch, he recognizes who Jesus is. He doesn't fully understand, of course, at this time. We know that. But what does he do? He falls down in repentance and confession in front of him and, and says, I recognize you are holy and I am sinful and that you are the Lord. And with that, he begins his career change, his twist or turn in his life. You see that the same thing can happen for us. We can recognize that Jesus is holy, that he is the Lord. And we can fall down on our knees before him and in our heart and even in our physical knees and, and we can say, I will follow you. And maybe today, Maybe today you've never made that decision to follow Jesus. Oh, you've heard about him. And today he's twisting and turning in your heart. He's saying to you, I need you to come to me. It's time to come to me. It's time to make me your Lord and my Savior. And to say yes to Jesus today. We'll talk about it through one of the songs. We'll talk about it all week long, the ABCs, Admit to God You're a Sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died for you. And then confess your faith in Him. Commit your life to Him. Say yes to Him. And today, if you've never done that, today's the day to do that. Today is the day of salvation. Open your heart to Him, just like Peter did, and choose to follow Him this day. Just offer up to Him a prayer. Lord, I, I need You. Because my sin has separated me from I believe you died on the cross for me. That's why you came. Today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you my soul. I give you what I have, that you would become my Savior. I'd be washed through the waters of regeneration. Make that decision today. But you know what? Some of you, even today, God might be speaking to you about a career change to be in vocational service for him. I don't talk about it enough. I think I need to talk about it more. Whatever age you're at, you still could serve him in a very special way. Maybe not as a pastor, but as a chaplain to a care center. A place to minister to people and to love on them and be a part of their lives. I'd love to walk out of here today and there'd be people who say, you know, I'm going I'm to choose to follow Jesus. I might even go to seminary. You know, you can go to seminary when you're 51. And you can go when you're 71. Those doors are still open for you follow Him and to serve Him. And God might be just speaking to you, maybe to our young people. God may just be speaking to you and say, I want your heart. I want you to follow me. I want you to serve me the rest of your life. Not an easy journey, but well worth it. Listen to His voice today. Listen to His voice today. Jesus is holy, and that changes everything. When you bow down before Well, that's Monday. That's what we're going to talk about on Monday. I think that's like tomorrow. <laughs> it's like right before us, right? Are you we going to keep walking through Peter in these twists and turns in his life. As he, Peter entered this second career as this fisher of men, Jesus gave him lots of opportunities to grow by testing him oftentimes to see how serious he was about following him. One of those tests came, not on the shore of Galilee during the day, like Monday, but on the Sea of Galilee in the middle of the night. The story is found in, in Matthew chapter fourteen. Again, familiar stories to us, maybe to the kiddos we with, they may have never heard these stories before. These true, actual, recorded events. But it's in Matthew chapter fourteen, verse twenty-two. They cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, how do you see the wind? Well, you see the waves going over your head. You probably can see the wind, right? He was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you have a little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now this is quite the twist and turn. Because people cannot walk on water. You know how I know that? Because every one of you tried that at the local swimming pool when you were growing up. You stood on the side of the pool or the lake. You stood there and you said, Oh, I can do it. No. You can't walk on air either, okay? It doesn't happen. But you remember that. You go, Well, I can at least, least got to try. It never works. Huh? Unless Jesus says, Come. Unless Jesus is walking. Can do it with faith to believe that God would do that for you. You see, Peter does the impossible because God gave him the opportunity to do that. But then, in the midst of it, he had a twist and a turn. Because when he saw the wind and he saw the waves around him, he lost his faith and he began to doubt. And he had that twist and turn and glub, 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 glob, He went under the water. Tuesday's storyline, theme for the day, is this. Jesus is trustworthy even when I doubt. Jesus is trustworthy even when I doubt. You see, when Jesus makes a promise, he'll come through. When Jesus says, follow me, he will lead me. When Jesus says, come to me, he'll be right there for us because he's Emmanuel, God with us. You see, you can depend on Jesus even in your doubts. Got any doubts floating through your mind right now? Of course you do. We're human. We struggle with those things. God, you're speaking to me and I need to do this and this is what you want to do, God, but I'm not sure I really want to do that. I'm not sure I can do that. And God says, with me, you can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The things that he has called us to do. So what are those doubts that you're twisting and turning with right now? That are going through your mind, that are weighing down heavy on your shoulders. I remind you this: Jesus is trustworthy, even when you doubt. In those times when it's difficult, Jesus will be there. And he's giving you the promise again. You can claim it. If he says he's going to lead you. He will lead you. He says he'll be there with you you can depend on that because he is trustworthy. He is faithful. The same yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever, he is. Great is thy faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for that. Well, that's Tuesday. Wednesday, we can say this. I can really identify with Peter. Can you identify with Peter? (laughs) The twists and turns in his life. I can. Crazy things that he went through. Up here, down here, over there, there, everywhere. I can really identify with Peter, I'm sure as you do. And I know this about my life and I know it about yours. Every day, every day. Has its own twists and turns in this walk with Jesus. Every day has its twists and turns in this walk with Jesus. One of the most known, well known twists and turns for Peter is found in Luke chapter 22. Again, we know this story well, our kids may not. In Luke chapter 22. Jesus is with his disciples. Chapter verse 31, 22, Luke twenty two thirty one. 31. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, twists and turns, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you. Both to prison and to death. And Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny me three times that you know me. Jesus foretells that Peter will soon be twisting and turning against him. Verses 54 through 62 tell us that, no surprise, (laughs) guess what, Jesus is right. Then when they seized him, Jesus, and they led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance, and when they had kindled fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also is with him, but Jesus... But he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know him. And a little later, someone else saw him, said, You're also one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval, about an hour, still another insisted, to say, Certainly this man also is with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, R-r-r-r. and the Lord turned. The saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, For the rooster crows today, he'll deny me three times. They're gathered around a fire. In the courtyard, Jesus probably up above. We've seen pictures of Jesus looking down at him and, and and Peter's gathered around this this fire. twisting and turning not to get away from the smoke as we do when a fire is going. But he's twisting and turning in his allegiance to Jesus. And he does exactly what Jesus said he would do. A surprise to him, a twist and turn to him but not to Jesus. Jesus said this is going to happen and this happened twists and turns in this allegiance to his Savior, to his friend, to his Messiah. We can only imagine the depth of his grief in verse 62. An event like this where we denied him not just once, not just twice but three times so that I don't even know him John 21. Some days later, we see another twist and turn. This time, Jesus is on the shore of the Lake of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee. And in another twist or turn, Peter is back on the Sea of Galilee fishing again. There's a fire going this time. But this time, it's Jesus around that fire. And Jesus is not there to condemn Peter, but he's there to challenge him. Once again, Peter, follow me and be a fisher of men. You see, it's a twist and turn from Peter's denial to Jesus' restoration. There is the sense of, think of the setting. There was a fire when he denied him. There's a fire now that's burning. Three times to mirror Peter's denial, Jesus says, do you love me? You know I do, Lord. And Peter, get back to what I called you to do. Get back to being a fisher of men, not a fisher of men. Get back to that which I empowered you and strengthened you to be able to do. Because I love you and I care for you and I want you to do that which I have called you to do. You see, Jesus forgives Peter of his denial and he restores Peter to his serve. What a beautiful, beautiful, true story. It's a beautiful picture of what we're going to cover that day. Of Jesus' forgiveness, even in Jesus' forgiveness, even when I sin. In about 10 minutes, we're going to take up the Lord's Supper. One of the things we should do is we should confess our sin as we prepare ourselves for this. So in the next few minutes, it would be great for you to take that time and to go before the Lord and take those things to Him that you need to take and that you need to be forgiven of because he wants to forgive you because there's a great twist or turn in 1 John chapter 1, 9. If we confess our sins, what? He is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a great twist and turn, right? If we'll just do this or just do what he asks us to do, he will twist things up. He'll turn things around and he'll bring forgiveness to us and he'll do that for you. Whatever sin right now is sweeping through and going through your head. Take it to him right now get freedom, from it. get forgiveness because he wants to forgive you what a beautiful thing that he did and we see it as he ministered to Peter Peter's denial around the fire the three times and here he is at the lake around the fire and three times he asked him do you love me Peter do you love me and Peter says of course I do then go back to what you're supposed to do you're not supposed to be a fisherman now Called you out of that. That was a great thing. It's fine. It was good for the moment. That's not what I have for you. I have for you to be a fisher of men. Jesus forgives us when we confess our sin. Well, Thursday continues the twists and turns. Here's Peter denies Jesus. He's restored. Now it's got fire in him like nothing before, man. He's excited to follow him and to go forward. And we see in Acts chapter 1, we see Peter leading the disciples to select a new disciple to take Judas' place they choose choose Matthias in Acts chapter 2 we see Peter we see him as the spirit comes upon them the day of Pentecost the spirit comes upon them and they they are filled with the spirit and people understand what Jesus is saying to them in their own language and then Peter goes and he preaches and he shares together Jesus boldly shares together and how many people come to Jesus? 3,000 people come to Jesus there's been a lot of people there, right? 3,000 people come to Jesus through the power of what God is using Peter in a marvelous, powerful way. In Acts chapter 3, we see Peter as they continue to do their work. And there's this lame man in front of the temple. And he goes, and in the name of Jesus, he says, I don't have any silver or gold to give you, but I can heal you through the name of Jesus. And that guy stands up, and he's excited because he can walk again, wouldn't you? (laughs) Of course you would be. He gives him Jesus. I can give you Jesus and the power of Jesus. I can help you come to know him, and you can walk again. I can't give any money, but I can do this for you. And he does that. And it's an exciting day for him, and the people are astonished at what's taking place through the name and the power of Jesus and all God wants to do. And in Acts chapter 4, as we continue on and thinking about these twists and turns in Acts chapter 4, It says this, And they were speaking to the people, the priests, and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed, because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day for was already evening. But many of those those who had heard the word believed, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. They went from 3,000 to 5,000, just like that. The boldness of Peter, this restored man, forgiven of his sin and restored. And he preaches Jesus. And he preaches Jesus so well that even in our today, we know this. When we preach people, we preach Jesus, people begin twisting and turning away against him. You kind of notice that's kind of happening in our society today. But Preach Jesus. Oh, you can preach a lot of other stuff. You preach Jesus. And people began twisting and turning away from him and against him, and that happened to them. They got arrested, but then they let him out, and it didn't stop them from proclaiming Jesus. As it says in verse 12, verse many of you know, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name given among men under heaven by which Peter, the man who wept bitterly because of his denial, is restored by Jesus and now is his powerhouse for Jesus. And he preaches, There is no other way. Y'all have been trying different ways, religious leaders. There is no way. Jesus is the way for salvation. Follow him this is what they said as they noticed him. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized they had been with Jesus. Wow. And that's a good thing to people say for you and me, right? You've I been mean, with Jesus, I can tell. There's a boldness about you. There's an empowerment about you. And as Peter and John go forward, man, there's no twisting and turning about who Jesus is and what he can do for somebody That's long gone in their lives. We're not around the fire anymore denying, man. We are on fire for Jesus. And we are going to follow him. Because this, Jesus is worth following even when the going gets tough. Jesus is worth following even when the going gets tough. So today, what tough stuff are you dealing with? that could cause you to twist and turn away from Jesus. Because you got it. We all have friends. The tough stuff came up in their lives and we, we, we care for them. We love them desperately, but they twisted and turned away from Jesus because of the difficult things of life. And it could happen to you and it could happen to me too. I don't want it to, but it could happen to us. And just stay steady. Lean into Him. He's worth following even when the going gets tough. Stay with him, my friend. Next year, Sunday before VBS, I want to see you here. I don't want to have you another casualty. Not following Jesus again. You don't want that of me either. and turn there's this man named Cornelius he's a bigwig, in the Roman army centurion over a number of soldiers he's a very important person but in kind of a twist and turn you wouldn't think of this, he's a God fear hmm kind of wouldn't picture that but he's a God fear, it says that of him he fears God he honors him he prays, he gives alms he's a giver And then in a real twist and turn, he has a vision. An angel comes and appears to him. He says, listen, you need to go get this guy named Peter. Let me tell you where Peter's at. Peter is in Joppa, and Peter's staying with Simon the Tanner. Now, that's a real twist and turn. The Jewish man should not be living with the Tanner. (laughs) Somebody who deals with dead things. They weren't supposed to do that. So he sends some men to go get him. And while those men are going, guess what? Peter has a twist and turn. He's up doing his praying, and all of a sudden he gets this vision. And the vision is his sheep comes out of heaven and there's animals on it. And God is saying to him, hey, Peter, you don't need to follow the Mosaic law anymore. One thing I've created, you can participate in. In what I've set food-wise, you can. It's, everything is clean. You can go this direction. And Peter has some twists and turns in his head like, oh, Jesus. I've been following you all these days. I've been following the law all these days. And Jesus is saying to him, no. It's going to be bigger than just what we have here in the Mosaic Law. I want you to partake. I want you to grow. Peter's perplexed, it says in the passage. The whole chapter, I can't read it to you, but he's perplexed. This is difficult for him. Jesus is twisting and turning him. These men come. Knock on the door. Jesus says, listen, when they come, Peter... Go with them without hesitation. And I'm sure Peter's going, that's not what I had planned today. (laughs) You can understand that. This is like a two day journey. It says in the passage, it takes them, they leave that day and they get there to the next day. It's a two day journey from Joppa to Caesarea. He's probably going, man, you know, I, I had other things planned. I need to do other things. And he gets to Cornelius Cornelius says, this is why I called you to go. And Peter finally understands. By the time he gets there, this is what God is saying to me. There's a twist and turn now. Gentiles are part of God's kingdom. And I'm going to minister to them. Now, that's always been the case. God's always had the Gentiles in mind. He had a focus on the Jewish people. But he's always had that in mind, of course. The fact is now Peter ministers to Cornelius. And he ministers to others outside his Jewish realm. Why? Because Jesus is for everyone. Thank you. Jesus is for everyone, including me. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Peter understands that now. You, I, I, my eyes are bigger. I understand what you have for me. to minister to Cornelius and to others. Now you've experienced that. you experienced that time when when Jesus came into your life and you recognize that Jesus is for everyone. You probably learned it maybe because you learned John 3, 16, for God so loved, uh, yeah, everyone. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Including me. Yeah. And you know what? You have people around you. I have people around me that they need to is kind of foreign to them. Well, they might have heard the name. We even know there are people in our day and age who have never heard about Jesus. Who's your one? Who's that one person that you know that needs Jesus and that you're praying for? God, use me in their lives. Give me the boldness, the courage to share Jesus with them. And this week at VBS we share Jesus with these kids. Hopefully we can share Jesus with their parents as they're standing out there waiting for their kids, just by being gracious and kind. And showing them that we love their kid and we love them. I'm so glad they're here. I'm going to ask Derek and team to come on up here now. If we prepare for the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper tells us Jesus is for everyone. But, because we're here today. And we share together in, in what God has for us. So this is how we're going to do it. Just uh, give a few thoughts. And then um, Derek and team are going to sing a new but a beautiful song. Uh, And you can join with them and I'll, I'll invite you as they're singing to go and get the elements. But think about this, the twists and turns. It's quite a twist and turn that Jesus came to the earth. Did you agree with me? God came to us. But that's a twist and turn. We wouldn't expect that. And how about this twist and turn? Jesus was sinless. That's quite the twist and turn because no man's ever lived that way. (laughs) But Jesus did because he had to live that way. Never sinned. And what about this one? In the grave, he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes, right? Yeah, what a twist and turn. They didn't expect that. God brought it about. As we celebrate today, an incredible...